Hello and welcome to another episode of The Modern Nerd. I am Sir Slice. I'm Smerchandise. I'm GJC. And we are, as always, massive nerds. Now, I really had to bring my hands in here to do my trademark symbol because we are in a new format. Well, well, no, you, you should do it where you you, go, you put your hands out like this and then me and Dan pretend we're the, your hands like this. Like, oh, <laughs> massive nerds. <laughs> yeah, you get uh, your other hand up. There you go. We'll, we'll practice that for next yeah. time. Um, so uh, it, it's been a few weeks uh, since we've last come to you guys with with something. Um, so make sure to check out those other episodes that we got up there. Uh, before we get into our Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, God, that's a mouthful oh, uh, review. I will say as always, thank you. We love having anyone who's watching watch the show. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, uh, thank you, George. Thank you, Dan, for joining me on this long crazy journey of my most of this was just my brainchild and anybody who knows my brain knows that it goes in every direction so each week it's what the hell are we doing and suddenly we're doing this so thank you guys for uh, bearing with me these last couple of years here uh i believe we all have seen this within the last 48 hours i watched this uh quantum mania on saturday you guys watched it yesterday which would be sunday at time of recording uh so this is all fairly fresh in our minds and here we go quantum mania um dan what are your overall thoughts and or views of said uh, uh scott lang production good um another one of the <laughs> one of the few consistent trilogies uh front to back it makes it me happy hearing you say it, that uh it's you know, didn't didn't totally blow me away, but it also did what it needed to do, and you introduced you to the next big bad, sort of. Um, I think uh, we'll get left into a, a lot of questions left unanswered, mostly, which is a good thing, uh, which I like. And it was definitely off to the races from front to back. Like there was no time to chill, which. I guess I actually have a complaint about it before, but it didn't feel wrong at any point. Um, it it they did what it needed to do, and uh, I it's it's it feels like you know kind of feels like a a good Marvel movie, and that was uh, that was good. That was a good experience. George, um, just in general, yeah. I mean, I I think it feels like a little bit of the payoff we're going through all of the last phase kind of like <laughs> you're kind of like dude that thing you remember that thing that they first introduced to us at the beginning of phase four well it finally came back around at the beginning of phase five so it, it just like in a way it feels like we kind of been waiting for that mm. you know like a lot mm. of it which is like okay what's our next big step and that's that's always been the you know the complaint with the last phase is like it seemed directionless despite having yeah. such a great opening kind of yeah yeah um i i would agree with majority of everything you guys said um i i really liked this movie and probably more than i would have because i saw like we talked about them the last like two big trailers the first two trailers and then i just kind of stopped watching anything and 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 kind of brought my expectations down real low just because you know as we've discussed previously about these marvel movies we've been really hyped for this last phase 
and always let down. So I kind of just was like, hey, I'm going to go into this like it's a movie and we're going to see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it delivered for me. It delivered on all fronts. Um, You know, can can we pick it apart? Sure. Will we? Most definitely. Uh, But I I did leave the the theater going, I finally watched a Marvel movie in the last two years. You know, like it's it there it, it some of them were fine in the past but like this i know we've complained about like the marvel formula but like it works that's why it's a formula and and they kept doing it because it works and so i think it's because it was like two years out from the last really really good movie that i was like hey, yeah good this was a good movie um i mean give or take a couple here and there are arguably um but yeah, I I overall enjoyed my time in the theater. This is kind of a first, I think, for us in a while, where we're, all three of us basically have the same exact mood and feel. And I'm going to guess that we can pretty much pick apart the exact same things in this movie. Um, I'll go first. Um, and it has five letters. Uh, uh, what is it? <laughs> M-O-D-O-K. Yeah. I, I wanted that to be so awesome. And honestly, they're up into like the, the intro of him was, <laughs> there was a middle part, like the beginning and the end of Modoc's story was terrible. The middle, there was an interesting tiny bit in the middle that if they had done that more in the beginning, I was just, I, but like overall, I was like, oh no, this was, why is it Darren? Why, like, you can make it Darren, but like, why is he this person? This was not who he was. I don't understand what's happening here. I, and and he was also the prime example of overworked CGI artists uh, when he didn't have his mask on. Like, that face looked weird. Um, and it's a giant head, so it's gonna look weird. But Modoc for me was was one of my biggest. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, missed out on the chance yeah. to use Pat Oswalt. If you, you were gonna go this direction with his character as comedic relief, why didn't you just ask Pat Oswalt to come in? Yeah, I don't understand. It, uh, it was interesting to tie it in, you know, with the previous, uh, you know, villain. But he was just so lame, and this guy was the same guy who was also lame. Yeah. And it and this to me was like uh, a shut the fuck up where we're going to put him in a movie, but this is all you're going to get. Now stop complaining about no lack of MODOK and now he's dead. So no more Mo- like th- like not only like is this a potential like huge like not maybe not quite the level of Thanos uh, level threat, but easily could be as he is portrayed in the comics sometimes just mm-hmm. reduced to a fucking less than a sidekick, like a, a just a, like an afterthought, and that's disappointing. And it's literally them being like, "Shut up!" Now he was there. Mm-hmm. Now he's dead. You're not gonna yeah. get him ever again. So yeah, yeah I, I really, like what was even the point? Like I did think it was fascinating how they reminded us how he like got shrunk, how it was like chunks at a time. So that explained like the kind of like why he was proportioned that way in a just, way. Sure, sure. Fine. That was something, but like. It, they just made it like, don't be a dick. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, that line was well, you so know what? bad. I think the thing is, is that like, I hate to say it, is I feel like they wanted to bring Darren Cross back one way or another, whether it was in Modoc form or not. 
Well, because it's it's like Cassie's like bully that arch nemesis that she Who faced cares? when she was a child. It's like a it's no, like it's, it's about her childhood trauma and about being able to beat the guy who scared her as a child. Yes, it is, dude. Like that's that obviously why they brought him like, back. He could have been anybody. Why did they bring Darren Cross back? Is because it ties yeah, up Cassie's story. That wasn't the thing until they made it a line of dialogue in yeah. this. Right, that's the like, reason oh, why yes. they did it, though. Like they brought it back because it's like this is the girl that this is the person that tried to kill her when she was a kid. This wasn't a thing until that line of dialogue. And even then, it's supremely forced in. And you're just like, wait, now we're supposed to care all of a sudden? This has never yeah. been said or mentioned once before at all. Yeah, and then it's it like, ah, no, like it's like everything about him was forced into this movie mm -hmm. and not a single thing fit, including his head into the helmet, which I guess is the point. Mm -hmm. I, it, it was I mean, they like, did why? foreshadow he was going to come back because the, she did talk about getting like uh, held hostage by a man dressed as a bee before they got sure. shrunk down you know they yeah, threw it, it they threw in like I a foreshadow line you know it, it if you hadn't put him in there as modok that wouldn't be a foreshadowing line it would just be a callback which is like cool that's what marvel movies are are just callbacks to yeah. other marvel i don't movies think he i don't think so he i think he would have been fine coming sense. back but just not as modok like he could have just been darren and been like ha i've been here and i actually have been trying to help kane get the fuck out because you guys screwed me if he just came back right. as normal darren it would have been okay actually i i completely agree no, I just why did he have to be why did he have to be Modoc? I don't understand. Why did he have to come back? Like I he was like, a throwaway he, character. He was one of the worst villains in Marvel history. He had no no charisma, no character, he had no drive, he had nothing. Are you nothing. not why bring him back? Are you not seeing like the big picture of what they're doing? They're trying to set up young Avengers. So they need to develop Cassie's character as something of of, of a person or an identity oh. or do something for her just so that she has some kind of background, like where her motivations are. Look how different of a character she is from who she is now to who we even saw her in Endgame, okay? It's almost like a, it is a completely a different actress. Yes, but she had like a few moments in Endgame, so you didn't even really see her. So they had to fill in all this story and all this background for this new character who they're gonna introduce. And I was gonna say, I mean, I'm gonna jump the gun a little about how it ends, but she right now is quote unquote on a on a front runner spot to take over as the leader of the young avengers dude like because of I'm, it, in my opinion because of a lot of behind the scenes things because she's a very like up and coming young actress like sure so. oh all right i guess um that's an excellent point george didn't really consider that and that helps but it doesn't change the fact that Everything about that was just like yes, know, it fell for so I understand this, this, this organism designed for killing like all of a sudden couldn't really hang against this girl who seemingly like has barely used this suit, and she's just kind of has to. Uh, uh, that is a good point, but it was poorly executed, and at right. least, but at least Mo there's a reasoning Mo for Modox, everything that happened. Modok, I understand, is is like he was made there. He was put in there for like a bit of uh, obviously for comic relief, but also. I think a lot of it is like, like this movie is a combination of a lot of different types of films that we like genres that we've seen, right? You could say it's Alice in Wonderland, it's like Wizard of Oz, it's like, you know, it's Star Wars, and Modoc is Vader. Like that whole scene of him coming no, together—that was totally a nod to Vader. Are you fucking serious? No. It's even yeah, shot in that same light. Darth Vader. It's even like, the yes, same okay. light. Are you fucking scene. kidding me? If that, that was not a nod to Vader being Wars. put together with Hayden Christensen and a little poke at Disney and being able to do that in Star Wars, then I don't know what the fuck it was, okay? Because yeah, that was obviously a Vader it, joke. Call it a call it a poke or a joke. Don't call it a nod. A nod is 
like saying, hey, this Whatever, is our dude. Darth I'm Vader. I'm not going like, to fuck with you with terminology, not- all right? I'm not going to fight with you with semantics on podcasts, all right? Just, you know what I meant, okay? That's the whole point of it. A nod, no, whatever, a callback, whatever so we want to call it. It's obviously a point that they were trying to put sure, uh, put sure. at Vader. I will. It's even the shot point. in the same way as it, all the lighting and the coming together yeah, except, of the machines. Come on, if you didn't see that, then you're not a Star Wars fan. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I saw it, but it's not. It's I wouldn't call it a nod. Uh, oh, right, that explains it. I didn't see it, so that explains that. There you go. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a nod. I, I can do, I can then what do would you call it? Ass. Then what would you call it? A poke or a jab. Not a nod. Mm. A nod is like a courtesy, a nice thing to say. They were not saying a nice thing. They okay. were being then it's a poke. All right. My point is, is they were referencing. How about that? They were shit. referencing Star Wars they in that, were. and they were referencing Vader in that scene. Yes. Okay. Fine. Fair. Fair. Um, moving on from the terrible uh, uh, part of Modok. Um, I think the decent part, other than the scenes that she had with. Modoc. I think I, I enjoyed Cassie's character arc. I enjoyed the introduction of her character just because compared to, say, America Chavez or, um, you know, some of these other younger characters that were wedged into movies, she actually had a character. She had more to do with the story yeah. than half of these other people. So I enjoyed it. I, I would call it on my uh, slightly better than Modoc list um, of things to do here. She was good. Um, I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed her, her, what she brought to it. And I enjoyed seeing her and Scott together, like Scott being a dad, you know, that was kind of cool. A, a good progression for him. I get that with the choices that they made for, for the film, you know, overall, because it was, you know, a blend of like Scott Lang comedy and him doing semi-mature things, which was nice because you need to have Paul Rudd be Paul Rudd, but you know, the character needs to go somewhere. And they did that with, with that character, I think fairly well in this it, it's not the best part of this movie which we'll get to in a little bit here but that was one of my things that i thought i thought was kind of nice coming out of it that was a thought i had leaving the theater it was like mm. it's cool to see him be a dad for a little while a, a real dad not just i brought my kid this terrifying toy like in the first one that creepy fucking bunny um which would have been great if that made an appearance but they had to you know pull out the the beeline with darren so I miss yeah. the wombats, dude. Where were the wombats? Where's the team? I, d- I miss the guys, dude. Wombats. Yeah, Scott's friends, dude. Mm. Oh, yeah. The three yeah, dudes, we dude. Summa- I we need the three everyone- dudes. The wombats. You call them wombats. We, we, we needed a summation of what happened like since Endgame. Like, oh, yeah, then we bought the thing. And then we yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. He's like a jukebox, that's- man. You put a quarter need- in him, you got to listen to the song. <laughs> you got to play it all the way through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's true. Fine I, miss, I, I miss those guys. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. I, um, one Dave of them is the voice of the of holes yeah. of the is the uh, of the slime guy. Yeah, the was, Russian guy the is the voice of the of the slime guy. Mm. So he's kind of uh, they should have done voices for all of those creatures because it would have been funny. Kind of like very Wizard of the Oz, like oh my god, Antia, like you were there and you were there, like <laughs> and all three of them, like. Sure. Huh? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It was very, it was very formulaic, and it was, you know, Tim says the Marvel formula works. Gen- they 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 do the formula regardless, or, mm-hmm. and it, whether it and it doesn't always work, and this time it works. So it's just it, kind it of has like a little but, bit. It still has every moment of like, 
oh, God, all right. This is like, you know, you had your Han Solo moment when everyone rides in. Actually, there were two of those. There were two moments where things swooped in to save them. Yes. Uh, like all the all the rebels and then the ants with again. And I'm, you're just like, I mean, admittedly, the ants was pretty fucking, pretty fucking cool. It was pretty badass, especially yeah. just because the way Michael Douglas just. Yeah, just like, and you're like, just like chill. You're like, yeah, dude. Let's that go, was, Ant-Man. That dude. was great. Not to get a little chills over that, but you know, it's yeah, I don't know, it it worked. Obviously, something we don't almost ever say good villain, oh, really, really good villain, and fuck, it feels good to say that. And it made me realize that we didn't really have a lot of almost at all, if any, interaction with Thanos leading Mm -hmm. up to the final two movies, and I am so glad we got. We got to know him and that line that he has with Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Uh, he is who I need to be. Ooh, Ooh, good. Good. So good. And it's so it's that single line like speaks so much to his character's motivation and what he needs, wants to accomplish. And uh, I love that. And it I admittedly i'm a little like i know this doesn't mean anything and he is literally the master of time but it's like he he's dead like i don't we'll get obviously let's get obviously okay we'll we'll, we'll wait, yeah, I'll yeah, wait on yeah. we're jumping ahead we're jumping yeah. ahead i want to talk okay. about some other characters first before because we'll spend the rest of this time talking about kang and michelle pfeiffer should be talked about a little bit because with sure. kang yeah sure I mean, she's she was solid. I mean, you know, it, it she came in and she did Michelle Pfeiffer. Sur- yeah, she does great. not surprise him because you she's know, just freaking amazing. Like Ma- Michael dang. Douglas was good, and with Michael Douglas, you can get you can get, eh, or you can get Michael Douglas, and we got Michael Douglas. We got which was good because he, maybe in the last few there was a little bit of meh for Michael Douglas. This one he really got, got to shine for Michael Douglas. No, personally. I like. I, I, I'm not saying he was like, but he was. He did, really well this. Think, he did really well yeah, this time. He did really well this time. When has he not done well? Well, he's always yeah. done. No, he's always done well. Some, but... some of the other movies lately, he's there's just been some mm. phone-ins and stuff. So right. clips I've seen. Not really mm. full movies because okay. I'm not out there going, I want to see the next Michael Douglas movie, but I was at one point. Mm. Um, but Michelle Pfeiffer, I, I liked... Uh, uh, I wanted a little more. I think in in the end from her, um, just like more scenes, more time, and because mm-hmm. I liked it because they it, they did that whole thing with between like her and Hope, and Hope was you know kept wanting to talk about like what was going on in the quantum realm, and like you know they did that like distant uh, motherly thing that the, you know that the you know thousand movies have done, and I don't want to talk about my time down there and like all that, and I think they did a good job using that and building up. That was the buildup for Kang and and the final reveal. Like you saw him a little in the beginning when he kind of falls out of his ship and you you know he's all like where am I? And then like you know when you finally get to kind of see who he is and you learn the backstory between him and Michelle Pfeiffer, I thought that was super fascinating. Yeah. Um, we didn't really get a ton of Evangeline Lilly. Does that seem accurate? Like. The scene she was in was just kind of her quibbling with her mom and then a couple mm. of fight scenes and like think of a couple more. I can't really think of that many scenes with Evangeline Lilly. There were... may have been reason to yeah. that. Granted what was going on behind the scenes and That's her true. lack of willing to uh, follow uh, protocols with uh, COVID. That's oh, true. Yeah? She might not have shot. I heard something. Many... I didn't I didn't read all about it though. I don't know that for a fact, 
but that could be an explanation. That could be. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Was it was just hard I, to, you know, I think for it. The movie she, was she fine. did fine, though. Like, it was yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, damn it. I had something else. That Can we talk about the big BM, that, yeah. dude? Big BM. Bill Murray, dude. <laughs> oh. Like yeah. The big bad manners. <laughs> the big yeah. BM, Bill Murray, dude. Come on. He was the came out with Bill Murray in the last year. That moment felt a little bit more like a like a like a. Eh, a they pal. did a lot. Uh, they, they did a lot of fanfare. The they did a lot of fanfare <laughs> to introduce this guy. A lot of fanfare. Yeah. I feel you know what I'm saying. Dan was like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Dan was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was what it needed to be. He wasn't in for any longer than he needed to he be. You know, yeah. he, it, was, and it, he yeah, was. He was. He was just Bill Murray. That was it. That was just him doing it, what he always I, does, and then in a Marvel always film, liked that was him it. more as like a slightly serious kind of character, and he kind of leaned into that. You know, that was end. kind of more the, what the character was. Yeah, the, the end, after yes. the reveal of him being evil, he kind of he kind of did that fairly well. Again, yeah. it was a you know two minute scene, in, but he, he did it in well. In many ways, so. it made it a little bit more creepier because he was he was like the typical Bill Murray coming off that ship, right? And then when he, things he, got things got dark, he was like. Did she tell you the truth? Did she tell you that she like is responsible for like all these people getting killed, all of our friends dying? Like, you know, and that yeah. scene was like that added a lot of gravity to it. And you could see it on Janet's face and you could see it. Michelle Pfeiffer played it so well off of him of this like just absolute dread, you know, and like that feel you could feel her stomach drop and like her family's looking at her with this judgment of like what? Like not judgment, but like questions, you know, even though hope is saying she doesn't believe him, but you know that hope you know, that the seed's been planted. Yeah. <laughs> the seed inception, yeah. you know, like it's 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 growing. Like she yeah. already is questioning her mom. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, so, I thought it was funny. She calls him or Henry. I was like, who the fuck is Henry? Yeah. Henry. <laughs> Henry Pym, Hank Pym. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I think there's no more delaying it. Uh, Dan mentioned it. It. He was a, a Kang. Jonathan fucking Majors, just yeah. knocking it out of the park for me. Like, and you know, again, we've said this a thousand times, and we'll say it a thousand more. Like, some of these best superhero movies that you'll see, comic book movies, are the ones that have the better villains, and I think this one was built around that. It really. Kang, this Kang, uh, was menacing in a way that few can do, where it was just, you know, he didn't have to show this giant bravada, this this huge uh, um, show of force to feel like he was a powerful individual. Like, just the way he spoke to everyone, and, like, even when he was talking to Scott, like, after they got the... Um, uh, the the core for his little quantum ship, just quantum everything because science, and we'll just put quantum, quantum. in front of everything. Um, he, you know, Scott was going to give it to him, but they were telling him not to, and and he just looks at him and goes, "Do I have to take it?" And I was just like, "Ooh, that was just the way he said it, and the way the look on his face got a little bit more serious. Just the little nuances that he brings to this character, seeing how you know, comparing it to He Who Remained." Like, just to see that this same version, you know, a different version of that person, that that individual, was it, it was cool for me. I really, really liked Kang uh, in this uh, this version of Kang, and I'm yes, he spoilers if you weren't aware of all of our episodes. 
Um, yeah, he dies apparently at the end, as spoken in some of the end credit scenes. But, um, you know, for me, they said it. You know, they, the, the other versions said it, so I'm fine with it. We'll get into that. But well, Scott the whole is also movie. Like, is he dead? I don't really know. <laughs> like, I don't but think would so. He know, don't would know. he know the difference? No, like, exactly. Like but a we don't either. Kang and this Kang. Yeah, of course. I, I think so. Know. I think the Kang seemed distinctly different enough. Maybe. Yeah, the thing is that bums me out a little, and I know it doesn't mean anything. Like we could easily see this Kang back, but like, God, seeing him in full costume uh, gave me goosebumps. Um, and and it felt like God. It feels so early to see like fucking Kang like in his costume, and now I'm I I obviously we could see him again. I but like I couldn't help but feel a little sad like. That we're not going to see. I mean, there's something about seeing these characters from the comics come to life on screen and in, in their full costume, and how awesome and how it is. A, it is probably one of the more goofy costumes, but it's Worked. still. Yeah, it was so great. It so still great. looked so. It was so. It, it it fit the world he was in, and it. I I love seeing it, and I'm a little bummed that we might not see him, uh, or at least this Kang in that costume for a while. But again. So many unanswered questions, so many things up in the air. We'll see what happens. Uh, either yeah. way, they, they got me hooked, and I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. Yeah, George? Um, I think one of the things that I mentioned to Dan almost immediately after the film about Kang that I was very curious about is, like, when he crash-landed onto the, into the Quantum Realm and met Janet, who did he introduce himself as, if not Kang? What was his name? Um, Nathaniel Richards. Do you think that's what? Do you think he introduced he himself as Nathaniel? He didn't say it, and he's not even credited never... as that in the credits. I looked, but that's who he is. Ladies that is who he is, right? Kang, so it's very Nathaniel interesting. Richards. Is that like when he introduced himself? Because she obviously knows her name is Janet. So it's not like you, be, you, you know, like common courtesy. Like my name's Janet. Your name is. We didn't We're, see it. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. But I am a little curious it as to. Doesn't mean that it I, did. Yeah, doesn't mean it did. And I'm also curious as to where she is on like, he is on like. Okay, quantum because quantum time wise, it's like they play it very fast and loose about how the way things pass, and like how many years pass and things like that. Like time is it very weird, no right? It's, it makes no sense there, right? It's very, they, like they play not, no rules whatsoever. Very fast not consistent with it. Yeah, not consistent it with it. Exactly. So I'm also curious as to, because of that, like, where this king that we've met, where is he on the evolution of, like, Nathaniel's timeline? Do you know what I'm saying? And what's funny is, is Nathaniel's story is circular. Like, he keeps going back, you know? So, like, I just am curious where he, this king, when we meet him, where he is in the in the circle, kind of. I mean, anybody who's watched Doctor Who will tell you that it doesn't really matter where he is in his circle. Um, and he'll probably tell you the same thing that it right? doesn't matter when doesn't you can matter. see he's time still the way he does. It, he's it still the same matter. person. So, for those of you who don't know, um, I will do my best to not spoil, spoil anything, but we will talk about the end credits, which will give a little bit yeah, more this is what it comes to, to Kang. But Kang's name is Nathaniel Richards from the 31st century, who is a direct descendant of Sue and Reed Richards. 
So he is a very distant relative. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly which Obviously, on the several generations it becomes. Yeah, it becomes so you know diluted, diluted yeah. at that yeah. point. Um, but he comes back into time many different times, many different occasions, uh, and many different versions of him come in it. And we've seen before we get into the the end credits, we've seen several different versions of him already. We've seen. Uh, a lot of them do still go by Kang, and a lot of them go by other names, but we saw He Who Remains, who is a new version, an MCU version of him, which I thought was a nice little thing to kind of play with us and, 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 and temper it. And then um, this version of Kang, which we saw in Mania. anyone who saw the end credit scenes saw 300 different versions of him in different costumes, which we can get into the main three, which, oh, now I know who that was which makes it so much more fascinating. Um, okay, fuck it. The end credit scene, the first one, was the three Kangs talking about how the... Um, uh, what's his name? What do they call him? The banished one was killed, right? They mm -hmm. said he's he's dead, he's I feel it. Whatever. One, yeah. Right, that's what they're talking about. The one in the background was dressed up like a pharaoh, who I did not realize until this very second is the very first 1963 um fantastic four number i want to say 14 maybe eight i can't remember uh was farah tut was yeah, his name time. and he was uh a, a version of kang who went back in time to take over ancient egypt and rule through that and and so on and so forth and it wasn't until 1964 when he was officially introduced in avengers number eight uh, as Kang the Conqueror with his classic costume and everything like that. So we got to see the original version on screen, which I didn't realize. And then you had two other versions who I didn't recognize. One who talked real funny, and the other who maybe was like the Centurion? I don't... Was that his name? I don't Red know. Centurion. Uh, yeah, and they were talking about how... I think one of them is Mortis. Yeah, one of them One is Immortus. One is... One is Tut, and then the other one could be Centurion. But the Centurion is technically supposed to be a good guy, kind of? So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the, it's, so either way, it's another Kang. Either way, it's another Kang. Yeah. But the thing is, is their story is, is they always keep coming back to, like, you know that rule in Back to the Future where you shouldn't talk to your old, yourself from the past or the future? They never fucking follow that rule. And that's what, that is the impetus that keeps making Kang go back in time in every single timeline. Is that the Nathaniel Richards met a future Kang who came through the, his timeline and was like, you know, there's time traveling. But he's like, oh, okay. And then he looks into his past, his, his like lineage and realizes how to use time te travel technology goes back to Egypt and it becomes a whole circle again. That's the thing is the impetus. He is his own impetus. And that's what's so interesting about Kang's character is he creates himself. He's a paradox. He is literally a time paradox in, hum in a single person. And that is why he has so many variants and so many different identities. You know, and in many ways, he's a nexus like individual, just like Wanda is in many ways. Like there's just so many weird shit that always happens to that individual no matter what universe it is because he always travels back in time to to meet his former self kind of so to like that leads that, that leads, leads me to question, question where is he right now like where is he in that circle did he die or did they send him back in time i mean i think he's dead i'm i'm going out on a limb 
And I think he, the one we met, was dead. And if you saw in that scene at the end credits, there were many others wearing the same costume. So we could still see something that's really close to this character and just have some tweaks to it. Or someone who's a little bit more, I'm guessing, the next Invasion Kang will be a little bit more angry and aggressive, is my guess. But still similar. I don't know, Uh Dan? I I can't take it anymore. That leaves me, which identity was the final end credit scene. Who were we seeing? Victor Loki. Timely. Or so are Victor they all Timely just... is Kang from a... I, I can tell you. I got it all right here. He... Right. Where'd it go? He's basically a version of him that set up base in 1901 in... Uh, he, made, he founded a town called Timely, Wisconsin, named after himself. Um... And he would use it as like a little base to go back in time and like develop older technologies to again try and root himself in this in Earth's six one six to slowly take it over and stuff like that. But what he would do is then step through a door in his office because he was the mayor at one point and be back in what was in the comic books called Chronopolis, which is his giant flying city. In this one, it's whatever they're calling it because they're going with quantum instead of chrono and all that stuff but essentially he they're all i want to say he's still earth 616 but just the one that went they're all the the ones in the they're comics, all the same all, a lot of them are the same we're just, just at different points different in points the circle in time. yeah that's yeah, what's amazing is for all we know those three guys that we saw are all the same 616 just different times just different times mm-hmm. of game you won't showing see up them all at the Oh, I guess you Do you know what I'm saying? God, They're just coming to the council. Fucking weird. Yeah, because confusing. it's a circle for him. For all we know, he's always going to become that Kang that got banished. And they just banished a different version of him. The last quote-unquote version of himself. Mm. Think about that. Like, that's really, like, that's, that's what's interesting about his character. Is that he, for all we know, those last three Kangs are just the same one in a different point in the circle. But I guess all- he actually never... Never. Uh, I'm looking at it now. He never was from Earth six one six. He's from an alternate universe as well. I think six one six never technically had its own Kang, and they're all from a different universe in the future, which mm. makes it even more confusing. And for me, it so it, much to unpack with this character. It for me, it, the way I see a lot of this, because anytime someone says, Oh, it involves time travel, I'm like, Cool, I'm just gonna let it go, you know? <laughs> like, there's fuck it. Like, I'm they did it, they they explained every fan's thoughts in Endgame when they're like, Oh, like, what do you know about time travel? And they're like, Oh, like, Back to the Future, like, Time Cop, like this, because they're all <laughs> there's nothing we actually know about time yeah. travel, <laughs> everyone makes up their own rules. So it's, you know, it's I love it though. at this point. They did a really good job of demonstrating like alternate, like multi-string, you know, theory with like every decision, every possibility is a different reality. And like they, they did a very good job of visualizing it in a way that I thought was like actually made a lot of sense. Not, but like in theory, that's kind of what it would be like. But I, I just, I thought it was very neat. They decided to do that. I, I was surprised because I thought like, and then the way they tied it into the story, I guess. It was just very clever. I don't know. I liked it. Like, yeah. they all had, well, like, the same goal at the end, you know? I like that if you watch any of our old reviews about 
a lot of these movies like they did not invoke this much conversation out of us yeah. like a lot of Even them were Baskin just Robbins shitting on the movie there, dude Baskin Robbins Scott was yeah, there was <laughs> I, I was like was he's funny. like what are we doing here <laughs> I like that Baskin Robbins I like the comedy I liked the blend this is what a blend was a pretty good blend movie a comedic Marvel movie should be you look at Thor Love and Thunder and like the first half is nothing but slapstick comedy for the first 45 minutes to an hour. And well, the last was like, 30 minutes of that movie is trying to be dead serious. And then the screaming goat comes in and you're like, what the fuck formula? What are you doing? Like, tell me a story and pepper in jokes. Don't focus on jokes and then tell me a story. That's not a movie. That's a fucking sketch show or something. Weird. I like Michelle Pfeiffer. This, I had needs. <laughs> like, she's yeah. like, Janet's like, like oh so my god. Now, <laughs> like, again, please. You shouldn't, have, you shouldn't have lines like, Darren, don't be a dick. Like that made no sense for the character so that we met so far. Yeah. That was really that was really stupid. And it really, for that moment, I was like, I'm not in a Marvel movie. I'm in a blooper reel for a moment. Like it I seems. Know. It seems really weird. Losing their comedy edge, and this yeah. movie was no exception to that. Thank God this movie was good because when they shoehorned in the comedy, I was just like fucking Krusty the Clown over. <laughs> I, like, I did, like I did like the moments where when everyone was introduced to who Modok was, like each character learned that it was Darren. They went, Darren, like. <laughs> Wait, what? Just like we did when we first saw him. Wait, what? Like it just I thought that was kind of entertaining. It was not needed, but there was there were it was better for me. This was better than you know, a lot of their previous attempts in the last 2 years at a comedic type movie because I mean, it's fucking Paul Rudd. He's it's wit. It's timing. Right. It's funny right. and it's good and it's you know it's not the it, focus of the movie. There it, it was a little over the top at moments. It, it did still kind of work for him, but I don't know. It. I guess. I guess there were moments that were kind of worked, but for the otherwise, I, I just. I felt like it's just like it's stop. You don't need to force in the jokes. Like it's been complained about before, but to me, it never really started being painful until the like the last like couple years. I don't know. Like that was the one thing that still felt like the previous phase to me. Mm -hmm. There are a few other things, but uh, this felt like a mix of like there was still some 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 previous phase aspects but enough like that weren't that made it a good movie yeah. uh, to me um uh, i don't know all i can think about is right now all i can think about is uh, i'm doing the math here and uh since four years was seven hours for scott lang like that should have been approximately 56 hours for michelle pfeiffer <laughs> And uh, she done aged that whole time, so yeah, it was like know. thirty years, and it's like, yeah. well, then it would be like the it would be the thirty first century by the time it, she actually left, you know. It, she also would look, you know, the same, like as well, she when she went in there. Let me let me break that up a little bit here for you. It's because they entered at a different point in time and pulled her out instead of and went like back to the same left, spot. Yeah, if she had left on her own accord, it probably would be the 31st century when she steps out of it. But since they went in and pulled out at almost the same moment, using a machine designed to do so, they can then have her age, but time not pass as much in our realm. I don't know. It's it's their logic, not mine. Anyway, I want to read this real quick. It's 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 like two sentences. 
Um, this is an article by The Vulture. I don't know who wrote it, but it says, essentially, Victor Timely is Kang's means to, uh, to self-fulfillment. He becomes a time traveler because he traveled through time and created the technology that would allow him to do so. George's point. Uh, but as far as the comics go, Timely isn't a variant of Kang. He is Kang. He's a disguise of Kang. If this holds true for the MCU, then Timely is, in fact, the same person as the exiled one at a different point in time, which then means we saw the end of him, but our future could be that Kang's past. Oh, shit. This, he this did is... say multiple times he's defeated multiple Avengers. Yeah, yeah. that's so where he, he got his scars actually... from. He, we may see, spoilers, fan theory, wild internet speculation, he may kill Thor in Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Because he said he's killed so many. the one with the hammer and so many of these different Avengers. So we may see people from you know the last few remaining original Avengers die in the Kang Dynasty. So we might still get the exiled one because Kang Dynasty... <laughs> Is this character? Man, I love the fact that I watched Doctor Who because this really yeah, helps me figure circle, all of this dude. shit out. It's yeah, a circle, his, dude. We we met him he at is, his end. He is a he is a paradox. And look, and the and Timely did not have the scars. If you look, Timely doesn't have the facial scars that he, he doesn't that, have the scars that, that Kang did. So it seems like Timely is just the earlier version of the Kang that we met, and he's just a circle. I really, really would not be surprised if those yeah. three guys are just the same person in the, the different point in in time. Um, oh, man, maybe that they is chose the to banish of, themselves. The 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 really the bad version of, of themselves. That is the Council that, of Kings. And they are different Kangs from different universes. Okay, Kangs the in the comics. Fuck if I know what's going on. Yeah, fuck if I know. The question is, how would they know if they were a variant or just a Kang in a different time period? To them, it doesn't mean any difference. Is Kang's only actual superpower, if you want to break it down, is hyper-intelligence. That's it. He's a human being. He is not an alien. He does not have super strength. That's what I said to Dan, too. Everything he has is stolen, kind of. Or not stolen, but it's created created by somebody else. He took it from somebody else and and made it into his own. He created a lot of it. Sure, in many ways, because he went back in time. Because his future self told him to go back in time. Like, it's a circle. Like, he... This yeah. this king that we saw we we saw has a lot of technology from different types of civilizations. It looks like he cobbled together a lot of stuff. Not only stuff that he made. There's obviously some form of Stark tech in there. There's obviously some form well, of yeah. celestial technology. There's obviously some kind of uh, quantum technology similar to the bands that Shang Chi has and the bracelet that Miss Marvel has, which is probably some kind of Kree technology or something weird similar to that. That's quantum. Whoa, 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 whoa! Back up a second here. Did they say Shang-Chi's rings are quantum Look technology? at his rings, dude. And do you I'm not see saying, the similarities between that and the I rings of, 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 of the engine and then of the core and all the things that they never King power? say it. Look at the symbols no. that Janet like okay, moved in that room that was like open the door. Those symbols look very similar to the celestial symbols. Like the technology yes. that is down on the on the quantum level has a lot of similar glyphs to like celestial energy and very similar to what we saw in the Ten Rings and very similar to what we saw in in Miss Marvel. Yeah, that's good. Do you Remember think the end scene credit doing... of Shang Chi? We're sending a yeah, signal. A signal to where? 
Mm. Oh my god. Oh nice, my George. god, dude. Nice. Man. Fucking A. Yeah, this, this Sung Chi, this thing, they yeah. couldn't even date it. That was how old it is. Why couldn't they date something? He's supposed what? to be Sorcerer oh. Supreme, and he couldn't date the freaking rings? Something older than he oh, could figure because... out? They had no record of it? Because it's not from our universe. It's from the quantum universe. It's not even from our reality. It's from the quantum universe. That's quantum technology from the quantum universe. And Kang has somehow cobbled together all the stuff to create his platform. He like steals it. technology like from it. other cu cultures and puts it together and sends it back in time to himself to create it so that he has it in the future. And that is why he's such a diabolical villain is because it's just a circle for him. It doesn't matter where he shows up in the timeline for him. He's always going to fucking kick ass because it doesn't matter. You're never going to fucking get rid of him. And that's like, the, I think, the paradox of that, that okay. character. Let me... Let me let me let me bring this question up. If we if this if the Kang we see, and I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of other invasion from the Council of Kangs, but like if we see this version of Kang in future movies, you know, Victor Timely being this version of Kang as well, like we know how he ends technically if that stands true. If if this Kang died, right now in Quantumania, and we see him again in the future, that's going to lead us to believe, like, how does that story end? He can't die again, because he already died here. Because if this is the end of his thread, whichever direction it goes, then, you know, are they going to do, my, like, my, proper, my theory like, is oh, this... we've defeated him and sent him back and took away his technology, but he still eventually finds a way to come back exactly. and then die again my in belief... Quantumania? Is that he that makes sense? He he didn't die. He got sent back yeah. in time. My belief is he didn't die. He got stranded back in time, and maybe they pushed him back either to Egypt or to Victor Timely's time or whatever or whatever it is. But they well, sent he him. He would back. have the scars. He God, would have the scars. So I think they sent him back in time, but maybe back to the time of Egypt or whatever. And I would with the story but that he has he and his guys... story that involves him and Apocalypse and all the mutants and all that stuff like. It, it's, it leads to a great, like, interesting path, because what if they send him back in time? What if he's the one who created mutants? And what if all that is just, a, you know, just more stuff for Kang to be, like, dip his fingers into, you know? Because he's such a diabolical, like, main villain of the We saw Ramatut. We saw that Kang already. Right. So, are they going to really do two of them? I don't think or Marvel is going to want to do... Because he lives in a circle, dude. <laughs> or he's the same one. So then what? The one that we saw in the first end credit with when he looked like a pharaoh is the is this version of Kang that was sent back in time and mm -hmm. is plotting against the rest of them? Yeah. Is it agreeing that he died he because all, he is They always want to kill the last version of Kang. They always want to kill... They don't care that it's him. They don't care if that it's, this, that it's me in the future. To them, that doesn't mean shit. They think that this end version of Kang is so bad that they always want to get rid of him. And it doesn't matter because he always gets sent back in a circle and it always comes to the decision and he always makes the same decision. And that is the problem with Kang, too. In many ways, Kang is his own problem. If Kang didn't exist... I don't Are think there would be a problem? I don't think there would be a quote unquote you know a war right he's the one he even admits that himself he's the one who causes the war is because the other versions of himself inevitably go to war 
and all against himself in different timelines. That's just how it always ends for it, you know? Mm. And because he's the paradox, in order to remove the problem, they have to get rid of the Kang in every single form and fashion. In every reality, in every branch, in every single universe, they need to get rid of that one of Kang in every, and burn him out of existence the way they did with Ultron. You know, like, and, and that's, the, that's that thought in vain. And I think that would be the well, only way to defeat Kang, is to defeat every single version of him in every single circle of the timeline, because that's the only way to cure the par paradox, right? He causes the, the, the timeline war. He causes the, the war between all the realities. But if there was no king in any reality, would there be? Who else? I don't know, man. Uh, it, I, I, Incursions I like might it. still happen. I, Who I, knows? Who I knows? like that we we actually have theory now, and direction. You know, because I, I don't feel like a lot of the other movies that came out had a theory, had a direction, and that's you know, it, it, call it what it was. It was an introductory uh, uh, phase. Phase four was you know your multiverse thing and but finally it feels like it is now but it was all that first phase four did was introduce new characters that was it that was they the tried a lot of new things and okay of some it. of them and worked some fine. of them didn't <laughs> so going forward i think we are all very intrigued to see what they do there's a lot of possibilities that can happen with kang you know especially with we know we're getting a fantastic four we know we're getting a secret wars we know we're getting you know secret invasion we're getting a lot of different things that are going to happen and it's all for me, this is the first proper stepping stone to kind of put them in place. So I'm excited, again, not excited, I'm always excited for more Marvel movies, but that's me because that's who I am. I am just happy that I can read my comic books and then go watch them on screen still. So um, this was good. This was a good yeah, step. This was a good but step. But y'all are acting like now everything's back on track after it's one not, movie. It's not, because the next movie is Guardians of the Galaxy, and I am less than excited for that Well, movie, you know, so. I'll be I, the thing I will say about Guardians is that every single time I go into it with very low expectations, and I'm somewhat pleasantly surprised. That first one, I had no, I was like, what? And then I actually really liked that first one. The second one, no expectations, and it was somewhat enjoyable. I liked it for what it was. I, Obviously I not it. amazing, no but still good. So this one, I'm not gonna go into it with huge expectations, but still, like, they they have surprised me kind of in the past, especially that first yes. one. Telling, yeah. So I, you know, I'm not overly excited about the Guardians because the storytelling is. This got way longer, Same and we went before. on a, a tangent about Guardians that we really didn't need so to. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've had a good time, thank you for watching. And we are the modern nerd.